you don't go anywhere far in life by yourself. I think you can get places by yourself, but I think you can just go so much further with others. And that's, I, I'm a hockey player. I still play hockey at, at, you know, 40 plus years old, uh, you know, so I think you're stronger as a team and you can go a lot further as a team. So, you know, whatever sport you're playing, baseball, hockey, football, you name it. You know, I love that, that kind of team spirit and <clears throat> building a business is the same thing. Thanks for listening to the Wise and X podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm your host here. And with me, I've got Mark from Agrimesh. Mark, thanks so much for coming. Tell us a little bit about you. Hey, Daryl. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me and thanks for hosting. Um, yeah, born and raised here in Montreal, Canada, uh, father of two uh, teenagers. And that, that keeps me busy. But what really keeps me busy at the end of the day professionally is uh, Agrimesh running a a small uh, Canadian startup uh, supporting agriculture tech. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Got teenagers myself. They, they take a lot of time for sure. Tell me a little bit more about Agrimesh. I know you guys do a lot with AI and sensors and stuff like that. Really cool stuff out there. Yeah. So really simply, uh, Daryl, we're automating the way that houses, and I say houses, prim- uh, primarily we're working in poultry uh, but mm-hmm. we're also in swine and dairy and some greenhouses as well. We're optimizing essentially the environment in which the animals are living in. So similar what the industry knows to as a, a stage controller, uh, we're completely different. I just you know market it kind of as a smart controller, essentially le- leveraging computers, leveraging you know AI and regression algorithms to truly optimize. We're even looking at weather forecasts and taking in those parameters. Uh, into how the house is managed. That's awesome. That's yeah. that definitely does sound like it could be busy. <laughs> it, it's, it's keeping me busy. I mean, we're trying to take off. We're again, we're a smaller company. We got uh, you know a good amount of customers across Canada, across the U.S., uh, but we're only getting going as well as as I would say. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're doing the same thing. We're running on the same treadmill, Mark. Okay. <laughs> so. That's right. Uh, so let me ask you this as we kind of break into it a little bit here. What are, would you consider like your top three achievements and, and really what did you take from those achievements? Uh, that's a, yeah. So top three achievements. I think um, as I talk to my kids, I mean, being a father and a leader and a mentor, that's a, one of my top, you know, personal top achievements, honestly, and not looking at the, the professional angle, but uh, you know, applying that kind of what I've learned with them into my professional life. I'd say another one is really, um, I started my career, you know, uh, still in college at, you know, Ikea, the furniture company. And I was there for 12 years. I literally started from the ground up, unloading trucks, worked my way into operations and then traveled, you know, all over the world. I was really, really fortunate to get to see, you know, all of Europe and Asia and, and the U.S. and Canada, of course. Uh, so I think that was a, a really major accomplishment of myself uh, professionally. And then I'd say the third one is honestly going from, you know, unloading trucks at Ikea into a, a couple of tech companies, primarily in sales roles, but then now leading this uh, pretty cool company and innovative uh, technology called Agrimesh. That's awesome. What, a, what an amazing journey that is going from trucks to where you are now. 
It, it's been a while, Daryl, but that's why I have this haircut as well. <laughs> hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong. Bald is beautiful. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, kind of jumping off that, and I always find this kind of funny because I don't think my parents could answer this question accurately. How would your parents describe what you do? So I, I think, you know, my parents would simply say that I'm working in agriculture and trying to to help them improve, uh, you know, more specifically than that. I don't know how, how in depth I would get with them. Um, well, was, I've spoken to my mom a few times about what I do, but uh, to talk about AI and optimization maybe is a little bit over her head. that's fine that's fine my mom would probably say go play golf which i don't i wish i did but that's that's her idea also sorry mom so (laughs) so jumping more and skewing into the a few like professional questions here for you um you know what's really interesting to us here at wisenetics is marketing and how everybody is doing it in the industry right now um what would you say are some essential things that you have in your toolbox that you use yeah so i think there's a few obviously um you know outreach through email campaigns which you know people are not super responsive and nobody really likes that strategy but it is it is a strategy you know the good old cold call and introduction but leveraging your network is a a great way to intro and i'd say one of our most successful uh, if you want to call that a, a true marketing strategy. Uh, but, you know, digital uh, advertisements, uh, digital videos, like, so I'm a big proponent of videos, leveraging YouTube and and then pushing those, you know, recorded videos on platforms like Facebook and, and LinkedIn and so forth. I think podcasts have been great too. Uh, in all honesty, um, you know, promoting you guys a little bit here is coming into this industry. I've only been in it for two years and, drinking through a fire hose as, as we all are. But uh, essentially I learned a lot and, you know, I think the podcast angle is a great way to kind of get advertising out there. Um, digital print as well. And just, you know, the, the industry that we're in and agriculture, I think is still really relevant to getting papers and newspapers and articles in front of clients. And then, uh, you know, probably not last, uh, but it is the last one I'll, I'll talk about is, you know, di- you know, marketing events like uh, conferences, so like IPPE and poultry is a huge one, and local events as well has given us a lot of exposure uh, from a company perspective. Awesome, awesome. So kind of like picking a little bit at, at everywhere, like every place has its, you know, what would my mom say? Like every silverware has its spot to be on the table. Yeah, yeah. I think you need a multifaceted strategy, and uh, that's kind of the recipe for success. Like even to the extent of, you know, having a good website, but then search engine optimization when people are Googling ultimately your, your company or something that your company offers is a great way to kind of hone in and know who's interested in your product and leveraging that information. So there's like tons of strategy, Daryl, uh, but sure. I think it is a mixed bag and leveraging uh, all of them to kind of uh, help you be successful. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You got to touch as many places as you can these days because attention spans are short. They're short. <laughs> and uh, and just like you, I'm pretty new to the agricultural industry as well. Not even a year in here. Um, and 
In fact, since the last time we talked, I've been using your drinking from a fire hose phrase a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. Um, kind of jumping onto that question as well. You know, what are some challenges that you've had with marketing and, and communication really in general? So I was having a conversation yesterday about just loving this industry. And I truly do appreciate the people first and foremost. Uh, obviously, you know, we're working with you know, live animals. I think that's, that's a huge passion of mine as well. Um, you know, the most difficult thing, and I've been in a few industries that are tight-nipped, uh, you know, uh, uh, closed, pretty tight networks. Uh, I think that's been, been our biggest challenge. So if you just think of, you know, growers uh, from a poultry perspective, our, our tar- target audience is getting getting in front of them. And, you know, these are not folks that are on LinkedIn, which is, you know, tools that I have used in the past to kind of figure out who my target audience, who I should be speaking to. Uh, so there's a lot of groundwork that needs to be done and to get in front of those folks. And I think that is the biggest challenge, especially as a a newcomer into the industry, is leveraging existing relationships, but then building on that to kind of, you know, broaden your network, essentially. That's been the toughest part from a marketing perspective. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that, I feel that in my soul, Um, you know, especially as a fellow newbie in in the industry, um, networking is so important. I mean, in general, and everything networks is important but certainly here in this industry. Um, so you're not alone having that challenge, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, with that, you know, Agrimesh, you know, uh, what a great product you guys have. Um, you know, how do you build authority and thought leadership with your product in the marketplace? Yeah, I think storytelling has been the best way, um, you know, and that's been, from experience, I think, you know, uh, talking about, you know, weather forecast and when you're, you know, prepping, uh, prepping a, a poultry house, for instance, and then the system seeing that the temperature outside is going to be, um, you know, 100 degrees in the afternoon. So there's no need to fire up heaters and just let the system look at proactively the weather that's coming and leverage that heat that's outside to kind of plummetize the house. So it's like, Telling the stories, I think, is the best way to kind of tie in. Forget the nitty gritty on the details on the technical side as to you know what the system's doing, but kind of telling those stories, I think, is the best way um, to gain you know credibility essentially and leveraging your customers. I'm a huge proponent of you know success stories and letting your customers sell your your product for you. I think that's the the best way. Uh, but also, finally, is you know, quantify one, one approach I've taken is just uh, quantifying our results, and it's you know a playbook that's been shared with me again my 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 experience, um, but bringing that to the table and just like talking about real numbers and metrics and and taking the feeling out of it is is ultimately my playbook. Awesome, yeah. I uh, the stories part really plucks a string with me. Case studies and success stories are are the best absolutely the best. Do you, uh, you know, go to your customers and get that and then bring that to your new customers to kind of help move the process along? Is that part of your tool house really? Yeah. So the great thing about us is we do have a direct link from a service perspective to our customers. They can call us Monday to Friday, you know, eight to eight today from a East coast standpoint. 
and then 24-7 from an emergency perspective. So our support team is interacting and working with our customers you know, almost on a daily basis if, if needed. Uh, and I think that kind of exposure allows us to get their stories uh, and hear from them more frequently than maybe some other businesses. And then, you know, ultimately just keeping a pulse on the customer's success and and uh, asking, you know, for them to advocate and kind of share their story and, and rubber stamp it. I think it's been our, you know, our model. Uh, not Nothing more complicated than that, to be honest. That's awesome. Not, nothing better than having immediate feedback. It's free consulting. <laughs> No, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, you had mentioned earlier that a big challenge that you guys were facing, and I think in general, everybody faces is getting in front of the right person. Is that probably the biggest challenge that you're facing right now as a department or a company? And, and how are you tackling it? Um, I, I'd say it's it's a really unique challenge, and I think the industry knows that this is we're a new age of smart control, as again, I market it. Uh, control space is a very, very tight space. There are some proven solutions out there. Uh, but the complexity of how the industry works with the integrators and then the growers and dealers, I mean, it's a fine balance in keeping everybody happy, right? So uh, I think that's been, uh, that's been a unique challenge uh, for our company. And I think we've figured it out. But again, it's building that credibility and t- talking to the right people. Uh, building that trust uh, ultimately and, and winning business and then showing your success. So uh, that's, that's all been parts. And then uh, Daryl as a startup, I mean, it, it, you're wearing so many hats on a daily basis. I, I say I'm the chief everything officer and that's great because I have the acronym to go with it. Uh, but my team as well, I got to, you know, shout out to my team is we're a pretty small knit group, but I mean, everybody kind of, uh, they're, they're ninjas when we need them to be to kind of shift gears and to take on active uh, other responsibilities and so forth. So part of, uh, you know, maybe the industry challenge, but also, you know, as a startup, uh, the challenge for us there as well. Sure. Yeah. Startups are, you have to be agile and, and your hat's got to fit in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate to flip flop on uh, you know big company to a smaller startup, forty employees in, in Sweden, and then that company got acquired by a U.S. publicly traded company. You know, we were thirty five hundred people, and I think uh, I think around that that when I left there about uh, two years ago. So I mean, um, interesting differences on both sides, of course. Awesome. Those are cool experiences to have. I think so. I think so. It makes us a little resilient and uh, it kind of opens your experience as well. It opens your blinders from different uh, different experiences and knowledge as well. That, that's my yeah. opinion anyway. I'm, I'm on board with your humble opinion. I'll take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so what I find interesting is a lot of people like yourself, and I'd like to argue maybe myself as well, um, had sort of a mentor that kind of helped us grow professionally. Have you had that sort of relationship? Was it a person? Was it a thing? Was it a book? What was, I guess, your mentor? Yeah, I think I've had multiple mentors in my life. And I'll preface that by saying, you don't go anywhere far in life by yourself. I think you can get places by yourself, but I think you can just go so much further with others. 
And that's, I, I'm a hockey player. I still play hockey at, at, you know, 40 plus years old. Uh, you know, so I think you're stronger as a team and you can go a lot further as a team. So, you know, whatever sport you're playing, baseball, hockey, football, you name it. You know, I love that, that kind of team spirit and <clears throat> building a business is the same thing. Um, so I've been mentored along the way through the different companies that I've been in. And it started when, you know, I, again, back to Ikea days where I got recognized and somebody pulled me under their wings to help me bring me to the next level. And then as of recent, you know, one of our investors, shareholders, um, Claude is, you know, a mentor to me today, like just guiding me in this industry and sharing his opinion and challenging me. And again, like, you know, um, just a great, great leader, essentially, to bring myself to the next level. It's been a great experience. So, again, I, I, I personally think that you know, mentorship has helped me get to where I am. Yeah, that's awesome. One thing, uh, just to kind of piggyback on what you said, one thing someone that mentored me told me a long time ago was, uh, you know, a rising tide raises all boats. And so if you are, as a manager or whatever, are pulling the bar up, the boats are going to follow. And there needs to be, I feel there needs to be someone there to help you reach there. Because as people, I think we want to be comfortable most of the time. So I, I get that. I think it takes different, different people. Right. And, and my, my former, you know, leaders, um, at this small you know, Swedish startup was a gentleman named Gary Mansell. Um, he really simplified things. He's got a great book simplified to succeed that I, I recently read. And, you know, Gary just, simplified his message continuously to his team but he always set the bar pretty high and i think that all allowed us to you know execute to our best in whatever role you were in so you know pre pretty cool stuff again i had to talk about gary because he he was really a mentor to me as well uh, along the way to to get here where i am today that's awesome you said that book was simplified to succeed succeed awesome I'm going to add it to my collection back here, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, awesome. a, it's a great read. Awesome. Yeah. I love reading books like that. So thank you for the suggestion. And I'm sure Gary will thank his Amazon royalty for it as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, let me ask you this question. Did you always want to be a CEO? You know what? Um, yes. Uh, it's funny. I just come out and say yes. Um, so I was in college, you know, I studied initially in social sciences and I quickly switched gears, uh, psychology, sociology. It was interesting to me, but it was not my niche. Uh, so I changed uh, majors into business, um, you know, administration. And you, know, everybody was just like, you're just an entrepreneur. You're a business guy. And that's what everybody said I was. And I think it's ingrained into me. Uh, I just love it. And um, yeah, I just always wanted to lead a company, to be honest, Daryl. Awesome. Awesome. So everyone said you were a business guy. What made them say that? I don't know. Uh, just, <laughs> maybe, maybe the hospital, the grind, uh, you know, in college, working three jobs, you know, having, uh, having nice things. I, you know, had a car at 16 and I always wanted things, but, you know, I realized quickly that you don't get nothing for free as well. So I was willing to do the hustle and 
ac academics were important to me, but also the, the hustle was as important. I, again, it just bring, brings me back to business. And they, they would, my friends and, and colleagues would say, you know, essentially, uh, I, had the, I had the grit. I had the grit, and I guess I had that, that uh, DNA in me that I just you wanted. Were, <laughs> you vibed business. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> That's funny. I, uh, so I had a car when I was 16 too, that I worked my booty off for. And, uh, I'll ask you how you got yours in a second, but I worked at uh, the grocery store bagging and, you know, butchering meat every now and then, but where I made most of my money was <laughs> selling soda out of my locker at school because soda wasn't allowed on campus from in the vending machines. <laughs> Great influence there, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, selling contraband. So how did you, what were you working when you bought your car? I, I started working at 12, I mean, uh, delivering newspapers. And uh, awesome. I, I went from walking the route to biking the route to having a scooter to essentially having enough money on a monthly basis to buy my first car. Um, so that was kind of my, my, my first hustle to make enough money to get my first car. Look at you. You went from walking to riding to driving to unloading truck into business ops in ikea and and now you're ceo that's been that's a, a journey my friend it's been a fun journey i appreciate it I don't i don't look at it that way but it has been a good stepping stone along the way. that's awesome so cool so got a few more questions for you while we kind of wind down here um you know and this is kind of coming down from the mentor aspect what is one piece of advice that you would give someone kind of starting out in a career similar to yours? Yeah, so uh, I think I think we talked about it already, Daryl, but it's it's your network. Um, this is a people business. Any business is a people business. And I think connecting with folks um, and making, you know, solid relationships will bring you a lot further, a lot faster. Um, so that would be my only advice. Obviously, you got to be, you got to be smart. You got to work hard, and you got to be lucky. Those are the three things I would say to be successful. Um, but don't underestimate, you know, where people can bring you and how people can help you along the way. So, really work on those relationships and building those relationships with people is is key. Awesome. Yeah, that's super sage advice right there. Super sage advice. So, kind of with that, and maybe not really with that, but. You know, let's talk legacy for a minute here. So you're CEO right now. What if, if, is there one thing that out of anything you would want to be remembered for? It could be professional or personal. Yeah, I do. I do reflect a lot on, on my professional um, successes. And, you know, one thing I do hope um, is, and I've always, I think, had a skill and knack for it is bridging operations, business and technology. And uh, I just hope to be, you know, maybe recognized one day for a, a major milestone or accomplishment in that realm that, you know, I'm in the food industry right now. Everybody's got to eat. Uh, it is kind of pandemic proof, bulletproof to a certain extent, you know. Um, it's such a, an important, important piece of obviously life. Um, so what we do, so I'm looking to, you know, really optimize that with leveraging technology. I think we're in such a unique space. It's a underdeveloped industry from um, from an operational perspective. I mean, 
the folks have done an amazing job to get where we are today with with the means that they've had. Uh, but I think there are better tools in the toolbox that can help us just be more efficient and you know better uh, better on the environment as well. I think there's a lot we can do around sustainability, whether that's you know burning less fuel and putting less emissions in the air um, to you know treating the animals better. I mean, uh, I can go many many different um, you know angles with that, but um, really, yeah, I hope to really change the game with the technology and doing it the right way at the right pace to get the best adoption as well. Awesome. Awesome answer. So I've got one more question for you. Well, maybe two, but Uh (laughs) (laughs) so Mark in respect to like brand authority and, and everybody knowing who AgriMesh is and stuff like that, how important is that for you to be known as the company that does what your company does for the market? Yeah, I think we are so unique, uh, uniquely positioned, um, you know, at AgriMesh and doing things very different. It's very scary to a lot of folks, but, (laughs) you know, uh, we've had some real major successes with multiple integrators now. And, uh, you know, again, not everybody wants to share their metrics and numbers, but the success has been there. And I think, you know, um, trying us out at least, uh, trying this new tech and, and vetting it and measuring the metrics, again, the success metrics is really how I think we'll be able to propel this business to the next level. And again, just like challenging the status quo of the industry and how things have been done. Uh, I want to be a little bit of a pain and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it respect, respectfully, of course, but I think there are better ways to uh, operationalize what we're doing today so cool mark so cool so with that here's the last question i promise where can listeners find you online mark yeah so uh, you know agrimesh.net is our website so you can hit us up there there's a 1866 number on the website uh, we're on linkedin we're on facebook so we do post a lot of videos and just customer testimonials and success stories uh, we're all at the major events, the IPP event in Atlanta in January. Uh, we're at the Midwest Poultry. Uh, we'll be at other events, you know, across the U.S. Uh, and Canada over the next few months. Um, you know, and then you can hit me up, of course, directly on LinkedIn, uh, Mark Maxwell. Uh, there's many, many different ways to find me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Wisenetic Podcast. Again, I'm here with Mark Maxwell from AgriMesh. Mark, such a pleasure having you here. Glad we could finally get our schedules to match again. Yeah, great chatting with you. And thanks to Wisenetics. I think it's, uh, it's great what you guys are doing, and I appreciate the invite. Not a problem. We're happy to have you here. And everyone else, whenever you're listening, have a great night.